Hello, and welcome to the Accidental Muralist podcast. My name is Pam Concier. I am your host and the founder of this podcast and also the founder of All Hands Art. You can find me at allhandsart.com, which is my little home on the, in the interwebs. And um, you should sign up for my email list. Actually, I don't like telling people what to do, but if you do sign up for my email list, you will get little tidbits of inspiration delivered to your inbox three times a month, um, every once in a while, maybe a fourth time. And um, I do my best to make each one something worth listening to or reading, not just like filler to keep to my schedule. So thanks for being here. And today, I feel like with all the cuckoo stuff going on in the world, we need a little encouragement. So today I want to talk about the possibility of transformation. I have seen transformation happen again and again and again, and I want to put out this idea that it is possible. So this is a form of optimism, but not like kind of a Pollyanna, you know, just be positive kind of optimism. It's, it's a belief that we, A, are much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for, and B, um, trusting in intuition, I guess, or in your own ability to, to enact change is how change happens. I think a lot of times it also happens accidentally. (laughs) Um, That's why my podcast is called The Accidental Muralist. Um, Yeah, let's see, I'm going off already in a bunch of different directions. I guess what what I'm looking to move away from a little bit is the whole rational, planning, strategizing, um, linear way of thinking, and instead inviting into our lives, because some of that is necessary and wise, but opening ourselves up to serendipity and sort of the not knowing and trusting that if we are coming from a place of integrity and taking steps toward that feel true and honest to us, that things can shift and um, transformations can take place. So far, I'm being very vague, but here I I'm a believer in the possibility of transformation because I have seen it again and again in my own life, both in myself. So, just uh, following my own trajectory. I, in a nutshell, and I've told this story in lots of different places, um, I grew up as a very good rule follower, good student, always doing what everybody expected of me and like trying to be of service. And, and that, that led me into a teaching career, which I have no regrets about. I learned a ton. Um, but then through a process of learning to be more honest about what I wanted, I shifted into 
becoming an artist full-time, which is something I had wanted since I was a kid, but didn't believe that I had it in me. So, um, and it wasn't like one day I quit my job and was like, I'm going to be an artist full-time. It was a, it was just taking small steps in that direction, not even with a big plan of, you know, in five years, I want to be here in 10 years, I want to be here. If I had done that, I would have, it would have been so much smaller than what ended up happening, which was becoming a mural artist and splashing designs across the city of Oakland and up and down California and leading thousands of people in mural making and, and just things that I never ever would have imagined for myself. And, and how did it start? Not with a big plan, not with a five-year strategy and you know, like thinking out each step, but just following little calls, saying yes to small opportunities, and then just sort of following that thread. Um, another way that, in a really different way that I have transformed in my own life is I used to be a very dedicated night owl late sleeper in her when I could and now I'm a morning person <laughs> like that and that might not sound like a big thing but it's pretty huge like I never I never would have predicted that for myself but it has been a really really positive change um, getting up earlier and using those hours in the morning for quiet and contemplation and and stretching my body and meditating and just kind of checking in with my heart, my mind, my joints, my muscles, and all the things that I do in sort of my morning rituals, um, which sets me up then for the rest of my day. And um, it's been a huge transformation for me, I don't know if it's noticeable from the outside world, but that doesn't really matter so much to me. Um, so I am proof that big transformations are possible and we don't even need to plan them. But what what is important is to learn to trust yourself. So how can we apply this? I'm, we're, I'm speaking at a time when people who are liberal-minded, quote-unquote, like myself, are pretty much horrified by rulings that are coming down from the Supreme Court that feel very draconian and like a backslide, removing rights instead of granting rights to large swathes, swaths of the population. Um, and there's climate chaos and there's the widening inequality and housing is unaffordable and you know there's a lot going on in the world that is very disturbing so how does transformation fit into that one I had a little conversation with a neighbor the other day um, someone who I've met several times but I don't know her well and we were talking about the burnt house next door which there's some it's been purchased now that lot 
and um, this is just a small interaction with the neighbor and you can go back to a couple podcasts back to hear more about this particular story because I did a whole podcast about it sort of because what's going to happen what the likely plan is that this developer will tear down the burnt structure and will build a giant blocky duplex or fourplex and um, it will be unimaginative and square rectangular with all kinds of wasted space and I'm being super judgy but it but there are other things that could be and what I was what I was imagining in my podcast a few months ago was like why why eliminate soul from the world why cut the trees down that would outlive our great 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 grandchildren and who've been there since our great grandparents were alive or before these two giant Douglas firs that are actually young in their life they're probably only a hundred some years old and they could live 500 more years um, why do that when we know that cutting trees contributes to global warming very directly like I will our house will be hotter as soon as if those trees come down um, why not add soul by creating a community garden and putting in some small houses with made with natural building materials constructed by hand with people from the community and you know I have this whole vision for it so in talking to this neighbor she brought it up because she had, we had all received a postcard in the mail telling us that this demolition was going to happen soon and here's what to do if you want to um, try to delay or register some kind of complaint or whatever so she was coming from the approach of like well too bad oh yeah those trees are going to come down too bad you know we can't do anything it's just going to be this big blocky thing and so I was telling her about my you know well I have other ideas and I'm just gonna I'm gonna write a letter to the developer I'm gonna because now I know who it is um, I'm I'm gonna just keep speaking my ideas out into the world because why not like you know we we don't have to throw up our hands and just claim powerlessness that's a choice another choice is to imagine things and speak them out loud and by the end of this conversation that lasted maybe 10 minutes sh this neighbor had was saying to me well if you write something up maybe we could bring it around and have a lot of neighbors sign on to it to show that we all support this so I thought hmm, you know that wasn't so hard in in a few minutes I of hearing some imaginative ideas she went from sort of you know throwing up her hand saying oh it's too bad this is going to happen to like hmm I will sign on to your idea of you know we can see if there's something more imaginative can happen so that's just a tiny example of the value of speaking things out loud which has another component of courage and belief in our own ideas so I know I'm just gonna say I know this podcast is sort of 
I'm taking twists and turns and sometimes I like to have like, here's my three ideas for whatever, but also that's a super linear masculine way of doing it. And I can also be meandering and um, just go where, where the flow is taking me. So I'm not gonna apologize for not having a clear outline that I'm following here today. Um, so the trusting yourself is an important part of sort of, I don't want to say enabling, um, making transformation possible. And what I would love to see, and I know this is hard, I've, I've had tons of practice at it, so it's getting more natural for me, but I used to be embarrassed about my ideas because I thought, oh, everybody else's idea is better than mine. I'm not very creative. Um, you know, I shouldn't say this out loud because somebody might laugh or uh, everybody else probably has an idea that's quote unquote better than mine. So why don't I just keep this to myself? Um, and I have through lots of practice, like I said, um, in my accidental career as an artist, when I am asked to, as though I am an expert who has creative ideas <laughs> because of my title, um, I have been asked my opinion about like a design for this mural project. And, and what I find is when I just relax and kind of try to keep my ego out of it, like, and not go to the place of like, oh, what are they going to think about this idea? And just say what my idea is because there's almost always something that comes into my head and I now know that I recognize that as some kind of divine creativity like it's not mine I'm not grasping and pulling it up from my very being I'm just sort of being open to letting creativity move through me that could be a topic for a whole other episode but I I also because I know it's not me, it's just something moving through me, I think it helps me be less graspy and attached to my own ideas. So if I put something out there and it's maybe it's not really what they were thinking of, then it's like, okay, give me more information. Let's see what else comes to mind. And so this, this idea, if you are somebody who has trouble sharing your ideas because you don't have a lot of practice in that, I encourage you to try with like a trusted friend, somebody who, and you might even start by saying, okay, I'm nervous about sharing this idea, so be gentle with me. <laughs> you know, give yourself whatever support you need because there, I, as an art teacher now, because I teach out in the community, creative reuse, doodling, art journaling, different things, I, and, and in all my years of mural work, working with volunteers, I hear the stress behind, in, the, in your, I'm speaking to you as the general public that I interact with, there's a lot of baggage around our creativity and a lot of us have been shut down or have shut ourselves down often based on something that somebody said like an idea we shared at some point in our life 
either when we were children or when we were in school or maybe even when we were in art school or you know at some in our jobs and our idea was not handled uh, carefully it was not handled considerately and we got this message like you're not creative your ideas are stupid so don't share them that's super common i see that with so many of my students so i have a lot of compassion for those of you who've had that situation i think in my case i don't know that i had an ex an example or an experience of somebody sh um, like giving me negative feedback i think it was just my own perfectionism has been my biggest enemy because I'm always thinking, oh, this could be better. It's not perfect yet. Somebody else is better. I'm always comparing myself. And, you know, that's been my obstacle to overcome continually to keep working on. Um, but with practice, when we share these ideas out loud, we can change the world. They don't have to be the best idea in the world, and they don't have to include everybody in the world, and they don't have to solve all problems in the world. They can be a tiny thing that just contributes to bringing more soul into the world rather than what could be the opposite, is if you withhold that idea, and I'm not blaming here, but this is this is the way I see it. If If we're all sort of holding on to our genius, keeping it inside, not letting anyone see it because it might not be the most amazing thing in the world or it might not make money or we might not be able to sell a book about it or it might not get a bunch of followers on Instagram, blah, blah, blah. If we're all keeping that inside, that is a lot of soul death happening. Death is kind of extreme. That's a lot of soul loss happening. And so what is the reverse of that? It's sharing from our place of understanding, from our interests, from our heart center, our ideas for small ways that we could maybe bring some neighbors together in some constructive way, or we could add something to our community that makes life a little bit more beautiful, or we could heal something in our family that takes a little bit of burden off of everybody's shoulder, releases some tension. There's just small ways, whatever you're, whatever you are drawn to, it's important. So maybe I'll, I'll leave it there. I'll, I just want to encourage you to, when you're feeling despair about the state of the world, Rather than looking out there at all the perceived problems and how everything feels, you know, like hopeless sometimes, instead, maybe redirect that energy to where, what is it that wants to come out of you? What is your small contribution? And it might feel so small that it's embarrassing to even say it, but just trust that it's still valuable. You know, maybe it's just like putting a little tiny flower box in front, 
where there was just concrete. That's a big thing. That's adding beauty where there was not beauty. That's bringing soul to kind of a soulless spot. So small things can be big things. And just imagine if each of us did one tiny thing, and I know you're already doing these things, so I'm, I'm not accusing you of sucking soul from the world and staying small because you're already doing beautiful things. I know you are. So maybe, you're, maybe our job is to encourage those around us who feel stuck in their despair or their, you know, like hopelessness to just encourage those around us to do that one thing, plant that one seed or where you see that hesitation, maybe just give those words of encouragement to do that small thing because the small thing has ripple effects and the small thing is adding beauty rather than withholding beauty. So transformation is possible. Um, and you can also just as an activity look back in your own life. I shared some ways that my life has been completely transformed just through small steps and sometimes big steps. Um, so if you don't think that transformation is possible, look around in your own life and find some kind of attitude that has changed. Um, some belief that you let go of or some relationship that you thought was not going to be anything and then it turned out to be really important. Or Transformation is all around us. And if you don't believe me, look at nature. <laughs> nature is in constant transformation the fallen tree that becomes the home and the fertile growing place for a whole new, you know, bajillions of little species. Um, transformation is possible. So trust yourself. Try to listen to your ideas without embarrassment. Share them with somebody. And let's all just keep adding our little bits of beauty and soul back into a world that often feels soulless and increasingly ugly. We can do this. Thank you for listening. This has been the Accidental Muralist Podcast, and I will catch you next time. And also, don't forget to go find me on allhandsart.com. Thank you.